Hello, everybody. We're back with a new episode of Translating Love with me, with me. And me, Danny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're back in this new year, and I have to say it's an interesting already. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, so much shit already happened. But let's not talk about it. But, yeah. We hear enough about that shit. But I think it's going to be a good year overall. Because otherwise, if you would think that it's not going to be a good year, why would you even start it, right? That's a weird implication. Like skipping it. Skipping the year. Skipping the year. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but but I think it's going to be a good year overall. I have a I have a I have still a good feeling about the year. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I do or not. I, I do. <laughs> I do. Um we really appreciate the the I don't know, the, the feedback on, mm-hmm. on the last couple of episodes. Mm-hmm. I think I think the they have been really good. And we also obviously look in our statistics and see where people are listening from and we see people from England, France, Brazil. Mm-hmm. That's super cool. Um like Asia. Yeah. Like I think I think we are almost in almost every country now. That's kind of cool. Not like not almost every, but like in a lot of a lot of countries far mm-hmm. away, and that's kind of exciting. Um, and we love to hear from you. So if you have like feedback, or you just want to say hi, or you have a question, or whatever, you you can just hit us up either on our website or on an Instagram, and you find those in our description of the podcast. Indeed. So in this day today. Um, we have a new topic with us, and it's an interesting topic, I think. It is indeed a new a new and interesting topic. It's um, Weirdly, we wanted to do this topic from the beginning, mm-hmm. and we thought a long time about it because it's, like, it's not an easy topic to do, or at least we thought it might be difficult to mm-hmm. come up with examples or, or stuff to talk about, but it, I think it's not really necessary. To have like a handful of examples, especially because need. not everybody who's listening is in the same language barrier right. that we are. Right. So it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to come up with specific examples of English German. Right. Stuff. When and that's not everybody's and that's the topic already. That's the topic you already said, and you just spoiled everyone. Because it's not like it's in the title. Oh, it's in something. the title. That's true. So language barrier, and you probably picked this episode specifically because you may be in a situation where you have difficulties with being either in a relationship with someone or like friends with someone or whatever where you have like co-workers and there are obvious language barriers um and it's an interesting topic because i don't know growing up obviously being surrounded with people who mostly speak your language Mm -hmm. you never think about okay i might be in a relationship with someone at some point that doesn't speak my language or I'm or the sure. people you do encounter who speak a different language, you don't typically, typically it's not the case that you're like, oh, I'm going to see them more often right. or we're going to hang out or it's just right. like you happen to randomly meet somebody right. who speaks a different language. Either be in another country or they visit you or whatever. So it's it's most of the time a not super permanent situation. Mm-hmm. But if you choose to be with someone who is in a, who is from a different country and we did just a couple of weeks ago, an episode on like living in a country mm-hmm. where you don't speak the language, 
which it's also a super interesting episode. Um, there, is, there are a lot of things that come up pretty fast that you didn't think about going into that relationship. Mm-hmm. And for me, one of the most, and it's still sometimes coming up, it's getting less so, but one of the biggest thing at the beginning was just how different uh, just wording, sounds, and also phrasing of mm-hmm. of translations that I would translate one-to-one in my head to English, from German to English, sound or mean in English. Yeah. So, so you might say something completely, I don't know, uh, normal in German, but yep. it might sound completely off in English, or you wouldn't phrase it like that. I, or, would, I would say it in the sense that because this is most of the time the case when that happened, is that you would say something in English that you translated just directly from German to English. And it often came off very harsh and very, like, I don't know, like, forceful almost. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's also the nature of Germany. Yeah, but in reality, that's how you would just say something honestly in German. And I think that sometimes your form of of just saying something honestly when you say it in English comes off critical or comes off as like super harsh and blunt. Yeah. When it in English we wouldn't necessarily make it so blunt. I'm also super blunt, I have to say. I'm usually a very direct person. Not always though. But it depends on how well you know the person. Sure. Because the with people you don't know as well or that you haven't spoken to in a while. I you're crawl typically in their ass. With, yeah, that's true. <laughs> no, you're typically more like you you withhold, I think, a lot. And you, you rim just... jobbing. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know I what you mean. I hope you're not rim jobbing strangers <laughs> and other people. That would be. No, but I know cool. what you mean. I mean, that's, that's, but that's true. If I know someone, I'm sometimes a little too honest. Or with the people that you're close with, yes. Right. And it might come across as a little like. I think mean. I mean, what we've talked about before is Wolfgang has a a certain tone to his voice when he's talking, and I sometimes don't. he sounds kind of angry even I when don't. he's just talking. Like that's no. not true. <laughs> no, but more when he's telling you something, like when he's making an observation about something you're doing. Sometimes he's his tone seems angry or like he wants to fight with you. That's, or that reminds me totally of Dwight from The Office. Yeah, totally. But so it's kind of like you're not really sure how to react to that because my my typical reaction is to get defensive because mm. that's just where you go when somebody comes off as kind of aggressive. And I don't think that's what your intention is. But that's, yeah. But the weird thing right. is you do it in German too. It's, right. That's not a language barrier thing. That's just you have a certain tone sometimes. No, that's true. Sure, obviously. But also I think German is a very... I mean, I, I like there are a lot of videos online on YouTube and whatever where they make fun of the German, right? They make fun <laughs> of the German language, for example, butterflies, like this nice sounding thing. And they go through like every language with the word butterfly mm-hmm. and it's all like, they all sound really nice. And, and in German, butterfly. it's schmetterling. <laughs> but it's also, it depends how you say it, but it sure. It depends how you say it, yeah. You can also say it's schmetterling. But and you can also scream butterfly. Right, I mean. right. So, but still, uh, German is a little harsher, I would say, in terms of how it sounds. And that also is, you don't think about that. honestly, I think that that is not necessarily true. I think it's slightly harsher as a language, but I think it's like, as as someone who comes from an English-speaking language mm -hmm. or country, 
what the German that we hear there is typically in movies yeah, or in shows yeah. or something, and that's always over the top. And Obviously, people have yeah. this idea of what German is. But when I came here, I was like, it's not like that at all. No, it's, it's actually not. a. Re I think it's a beautiful language. Uh, but not uh, yeah, sure. But that's not what I mean in terms of sound. I mean more of the how how you know the the English English language is more in front of the mouth, and the German language is more in the back. I would say it's more on the sides. Or side, yeah. It's I don't very know. I'm not. Round. I, think I might very be wrong. I might be wrong, but still, the, and also the words and the letters you'll use a lot in the German language. You typically don't use as often in the English mm -hmm. language, and that or alone the makes sounds it... together. So right. like, there's a, a ZW sound. Yeah. That we don't have. <sharp> like Zwitschke. Yeah. Yes. That's, yeah. That's not a word. We we don't have like a ZW yeah. or Zwölf. Right. And that's that alone, I think that alone makes it sound differently. And when you are with someone who are, tip, you know, you're with someone in a relationship and you're like open and you're vulnerable and you, I don't know, express your feelings and stuff like that. So if you encounter talking to them in a like a real honest level, at, especially at the beginning of a relationship, it can sometimes come off that the other person sounds not as nice or mm. weird to you even though they might be like on the same level or try yeah. to express the same things but it might sound off to you mm -hmm. and i think that was a big thing because we had a lot of fights based on exactly those things where mm -hmm. i said something translated directly from german to english which came across completely different as what yeah. i and you you but know honestly even i think i think it's important to also say that even once I started to learn German and I understood more, there, there, it came to a point where if we would argue or something, you would argue in German and I would argue in English mm -hmm. because then we could each argue in our own language, which mm -hmm. makes it more comfortable. Yeah, and we understood each other then. But even then, there, there are just certain phrases in German that sound harsh and mm -hmm. they sound they're blunt, they're straightforward, straight mm -hmm. to the point, mm -hmm. which is a very German thing. Mm -hmm. But even even when you're not translating it, it would sometimes come off wrong because I'm still translating it in my head. Mm -hmm. So what you're saying, I'm still translating one-to-one -to, -one yeah. to English yeah. in my head. And I think the key is to be able to, you have to take an interest in your partner's culture, essentially, where you learn a little bit about it. You have to be more open to those things and, and be able to make those connections in your head okay yeah. learn that when he says this it doesn't necessarily mean this yeah. or when they say you know i don't know whatever it's they weird. say it's weird because fighting on in like a multilingual mm -hmm. relationship um brings the whole thing to another level because yep afterwards you have to dissect okay was the fight about a misunderstanding or like a complete uh like out of context thing or yeah. was it really about something uh uh i don't know something that is that is important to your partner yeah. and most of our fights in the beginning of the relationship were exactly they were misunderstandings, misunderstandings exactly yeah. that where we had to learn to better communicate with each other mm -hmm. to understand each other better and to learn that if that person says something like that or some or that specifically, you can't just take it as yeah. it is, but you have to put it into the English or German context of the whole thing. Well, you also have to put it into, I mean, we all, 
we all are different people. And so even when you speak the same language, you I'm have not to different people. Even when you speak the same language, you have to learn your partner's way of speaking. Yep. Because everybody I expresses agree. themselves differently. So it's you have to do that as well. So it's not just the language thing, but it's also you have to learn how your partner speaks. You have to learn yeah. okay when they say things like this, they're just a blunt person and they yeah. don't mean it in a mean way. Or when they say this, it's not, they're not saying something against you or, you know, you have to learn those things about yeah. your partner. Yeah. And I agree. I agree. Um, but it's interesting because the whole uh, concept of, or the whole idea of being with someone is you're open, you get to know each other and you don't have to ever think about, okay, how, can we like communicate better with each other in the sense that we don't understand everything the other person mm -hmm. says? But when you're with someone who doesn't speak your language, it be that becomes a difficult op op op. What is the word? Obstacle. Obstacle, right? Um, and I think a big thing about I mean we always praise that communication is a big thing. Yep. Um, especially if you're really like a, a beginner in the other language. Uh, and it, that that's for both sides because either the person is moving to that place or the other person is moving to the other place and it might be that none of the both parties can speak the other language super well or mm -hmm. one can the other can't so you both have to put in a lot of work to be understanding but also understand the other person oh, that's the same thing right yeah but to be understanding the whole mm -hmm. thing that there are <laughs> Even though you might understand the language and you can speak it well, there might still be some things that you're just not aware of because of the culture, because of the background, because of phrasing, mm -hmm. of of stupid little, um, I don't know, sayings that are yeah. pretty common. I mean, let me tell you, in German, there are like five million weird it's, little sayings that it's are the same just... in English. It's the same in English. Yeah, but I feel I find in German they make less sense. Like what? du hast ein Vogel. Yeah, right. You have a bird. But what is that means what like is, you're I'm crazy, dying to like see there's you. something in your head. I'm dying to see you. For yeah, example. but that still makes more sense I, than you have a bird. See, I don't think so. <laughs> but that's exactly what I mean. We're you heard that phrase But what would you but what would you say? I mean, dying to see you, you could say you could easily change that to I can't wait to see you, or I'm so excited You're to right. see you. Almost the whole you thing stays the, the same. But you can say the same thing. You have a bird. You can say, "Du bist ein Idiot." You're an idiot. Yeah. But, or but du, du hast ein Vogel has is you have a bird. <laughs> the you thing is, you have a bird. Yeah. So when you say something like, "What was the example you gave?" Dachschaden. You can say Dachschaden. Du hast einen Dachschaden. If you say you're an idiot, yeah. To me, that's not at all the same because. Yeah, one is something obviously. you have and one is something you yeah, are. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. But you can know. say there's it's a Dachschaden. Yeah. yeah. Which means you have a loose roof. <laughs> <laughs> a leaky roof. <laughs> yeah, leaky roof. That would work. <laughs> but, I mean, I think you as a listener, and please <sighs> tell us if it's not the case, but you think you understand what we are trying to say here, um, is that the man is always right and the woman... Oh, that's uh -huh. not what we're trying to say. <laughs> um, what I would say is that I think um, another issue with the whole language barrier thing on my side of it, so as the person coming to 
the country with a different language. Mm -hmm. Um, We talked about this in another episode too briefly, but being able to express your own personality is extremely hard. Oh, yeah. And I think that's not only hard for yourself because you're so used to being who you are. Mm -hmm. And if you can't express that in another language, that's really difficult. It's difficult to get to know family, to get to know friends if they also don't speak your language. Um, I was lucky enough that most of your friends spoke English, so I was able to communicate with them still and be myself for the most part. Mm -hmm. But you still, when I speak my language, I have to slow it down. I have to choose my words wisely because I can't necessarily use all the words that i would normally use yep and but i also think with with your partner in the beginning of a relationship you're getting to know each other still and that's also kind of hard because i had to do the same thing with you where your english was already really good when we started thank you (laughs) but it's still i still had to choose my words wisely i still had to change my my own language a Mm -hmm. little bit even though I was speaking English still. I had to change how I spoke English mm-hmm. so I that agree. you would understand. And I think that also made me hold back from a lot of my own personality traits that sometimes I still think, oh, I don't really do that anymore when I used to do that before I came here. Like things I used to do that I don't do anymore. Like? I don't know. I used to do like crazy like dancing around for no reason or... But what does that to do with being... Because you lose some of your personality is my point. I feel like you lose a lot of your personality because you feel like more of the the silly stuff that I would do. I think I lost a lot of that because... I think I got it lose. You have so much of it. But I think you you lose a part of yourself and you don't don't have confidence in yourself when you're having to speak another language. And being silly, that aspect of my Mm. personality was all confidence because I didn't give a shit, Mm. you know, and I would be silly anywhere. But when I came here, I lost a lot of confidence because I'm trying to speak this language or understand it. And so I think you lose little bits of yourself sometimes. Let's take a quick break. And we're back. That it's true. I mean, if you go to another country or if you try to uh, be with someone and express yourself and be yourself in a different language, that's hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a big thing is when you fall in love with someone that might not speak your language. And, you know, at some point it might be that you communicate on a very basic level mm-hmm. because... Maybe you're in a different country for like a vacation or like for a semester of university or whatever it is. And you just uh, meet that person and you you try to communicate on this, maybe in English and maybe English is not your and there. Yeah, uh, there are some examples of people who they like maybe one person speaks French and right, another person right, speaks German right. and they come together and the easiest thing is to speak English right? because they both have a and so you, slight and understanding. That alone, that alone gives you a, a huge, uh, not I wouldn't say problem, but that's a huge thing to do, mm-hmm. to accomplish, to, I mean, falling in love is easy in a sense that if you meet someone and it just clicks, even though it might be a fling or like just for a few like weeks for holiday or whatever, uh, it's it's fairly easy, but staying in love and trying to build a relationship out of that with trying to communicate on maybe a language that is not yours in the first place, like English or whatever, ex- 
whatever it might be. Mm. I think that's hard. That's yeah. important. And it's a big accomplishment if you can do that. And I think a big thing in that sense is just to be, I don't know, uh, a little, what is the word I'm thinking of? Patient. Patient. Thank you. Yes. Uh, because, I mean, <laughs> communicating on a different language is already hard. If you have, if you speak two languages, that's something not a lot of people do. Mm -hmm. And then you communicate on like an emotional level, on a really uh, personal level. That alone is hard because we usually don't learn it in school. We usually, I always call my, like how we learn German, for instance, yeah. in school. I always called it travel German. Right. Because that's basically what it was. It was, right. here's some basic phrases that you learn to be able to get around. Right, ask get for around. directions, ask for food, right, you know, right. whatever it might be. Exactly. But you don't learn how to have a real conversation with somebody and how to express your emotions. Yeah. And I think that that's something, I mean, I would love to see that more in schools that they try to teach that and not just the travel aspect of the language. I mean, in general, it's, it's, I think nowadays it's super, I think it's becoming more so because with Netflix and everything being available and you can just switch the language so easily. And YouTube being so much bigger and mm -hmm. social media, I think more people are into English than when back when I when we were young. But uh, even further than English, I think I mean English. I think is like a necessity nowadays. I think it's mm -hmm. something you should speak at least to a certain extent, especially when you're traveling. If you and with so many people traveling all the time, you encounter people and they ask you something in English, and it's just it's just super cool if you can provide a simple answer to those people. Um, but uh, I think, yeah, exactly. When you communicate on a like deeper level with someone that you like or love or whatever, uh, it's, that's, that's another level. And I think it's super hard to meet each other and to be yourself, but at the same time, try to show the other person that who you are mm -hmm. really in that sense. And I think that, I mean, I, I remember multiple occasions where you told me it's super hard for you to be yourself around my family mm -hmm. my friends because because you can't express yourself the way i don't have the, the language way, right. to express right that. and i honestly i still don't in full in German, i mean i'm yeah. still i'm still not who i would be in english yeah around his family i mean certain family some family it's fine because it's just different i can yeah. speak english a little bit or they, i just know them better mm. but I, I feel like for your family, I come off as like a more shy person when I'm not that. Yeah, yeah. And I hate that. I think that's super common, though. If I mean, from what I have known, the people dated uh, people from another country, that person always came off a little like introverted, mm. shy. But that's just the nature of, OK, I'm being there in a different country. I'm well, not able also, to speak. Like, for me, it's not just sorry. For me, it's not also uh, it's not only about um I can't speak the way I want to yeah. speak, but it's also when I'm in certain situations where there's a group of people, yeah. it takes a lot more brain power to yeah. listen to the entire conversation when multiple yeah. people are talking. And then you have to interject that's super hard. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so to do both is really difficult. It's a lot better for me now where I notice now that I'm not really translating in my head anymore, which is really cool. Mm. It's just I automatically understand. Yeah. When at first it literally was like as if I'm typing it into a translator in my yeah. head. Yeah. Where it's like it would take a solid minute or so <laughs> before I really. 
It's like somebody would say something, and by the time I translated in my head, the topic changed, or mm. two other people had already spoken, and I missed it. She was like, 10 minutes after we changed the topic, she was like, I have an idea to that topic. <laughs> and I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> yeah. But we are smart, and so are you. <laughs> Um, and we found some little things you can maybe do to improve exactly that or that mm. might help you with just uh, the situation you're in. Maybe you ha know someone or maybe you are in a relationship with someone who doesn't speak your language. Mm -hmm. And by the way, if you're in a relationship with a German person and you're in Austria, then that doesn't that does count as well technically i mean austrian because dialect they're just, is very different it's all the German. different languages and the diff, how they express <laughs> how you express the <laughs> express how how to express yourself in german or in, in austrian german i think there's there some different things i mean we just that was actually nice that you messed up because we had we have a perfect example there and one of the examples is laughing. Right. And the thing is, it's going not just about misunderstandings. What we have here written is about more laughing about misunderstandings because you might say a word that's completely different and right. it means something totally different. Right. But you should be able to laugh about it. And I mean, you had those things multiple times. Yeah, I know. But that's what I'm saying. We we I used to get so upset. Like if I said the wrong word, if yeah. you would make fun of me, that would be for me like a really big we would have thought about that. Because I would have been like, don't make fun of me. I'm trying, you know. <laughs> and But I, I think it's good to laugh about it because you're not going to get it perfect. And exactly things like that. If one of us messes up a word, mm -hmm. we always make fun of each other. And yeah. it's it's in a playful way. So it's not in a mean way. Yeah. But it's it, it's a way to just, it makes it normal, yeah. you know. Yeah. It, it happens. You laugh about it. And you move on. I agree. I agree. Um, I mean, we already said that communication is key. Mm -hmm. um, and by, I mean, sure, the best thing would be to learn the other person's language. So you can not only um, talk in their language, but also in yours mm -hmm. with each other. Because then at some point you might be able to converse in exactly, you know, that the one person is conversing in their language and the other person is conversing in their language. And that's basically what we do. Right. And or mixing it up. And it's much easier to communicate mm -hmm. because you can much easier. You have like basically double the amount of, of tools or words to express yourself. Mm -hmm. And it's much easier to do so, at least from what I found. Because sometimes I say things in English because they might come across easier. I might yeah. be able to express them easier. But then at the same time, I think of something, oh, I can say that in German better. And yeah. it's, there's no problem. There's no barrier anymore. Um, I think it's also important to be flexible and understanding. Yeah. Where And for me, this is a big one. I think that um, especially for the partner, so uh, the partner on your side, for example. Yeah. So the one where you're in your country with your language. Yeah. You have to be really, really patient with the person learning because depending on how old you are, it it's hard to learn a new language as an adult. And if you've had no previous right. experience with it, it's even harder. And it doesn't matter what the language is. It's hard to learn a new language. And so you have to really be patient with that person and try not to get frustrated with them when they don't understand you. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that it's all on you, but that's that's the that's part of it that you have to take on yeah to learn how to be patient to learn how to be understanding and and flexible with okay they don't understand yet i need to try harder to speak their language yeah. or i need to 
try harder to use simpler words yeah. to help them if I really have yeah. to say something yeah. in my language that it's simpler and if they don't understand even if we're in the middle of a fight I need to be able to explain yeah. it to them if yeah. they don't understand I mean that that goes along with being curious mm -hmm. because um when you then that's yeah that would be for the other side right, of it then for the right, other partner exactly when you are with someone you that that comes from a different country culture and speaks a different language it's much easier to adapt to the whole situation when you're curious when you're interested in their culture and their language because it makes it and easier even to learn they're like family traditions because Stuff those like are that. different right right i mean the the wedding traditions alone were so different for me mm. when we got married here there were so many wedding traditions that were so new to me some of them i didn't love but i did them anyways what because, did you what didn't you like well i ended up liking it that's the thing the idea i didn't like okay. and then i ended up loving it but um here it's very common when you get married you take um wedding photos beforehand basically before the actual wedding i mean some people do it like this some people do it after but it's more traditional that way is I what people told me no that's what people told me that you because you have all of those traditions that you do before and like the games and stuff that you play together yeah but like the actual wedding pictures my yeah. dad always takes them off yeah but okay then i don't mean the wedding pictures but i just mean there are things that you do before the ceremony yeah together yeah. as a couple yeah. and as a family yeah where you that like the the groom for in our example sees the bride before the ceremony and in the yeah. u.s that's something that not many people do sometimes mm. people do the first look is what we call it mm. but typically the first time or like in the stereotypical yeah, american yeah. wedding you see the bride the first time when she's coming down the aisle mm. and i always loved that mm. because it's like you have this first view of you know your future wife in our case but see, I like the idea of seeing her before that because then, or him. I mean, it brings a little of the stress down, actually. At that, and also there is an easier way out because. <laughs> <laughs> no, hear me out. Hear me out. Come on. Hear because me out. Because if she looks really horrible, then I mean, you can just be like, look, oh, we're not married yet. So. You're standing there in front of all your <laughs> friends, family, people you like, you uh, people who love you, you love, and who are in your life, and she's, or he's walking down the aisle, or day. Um, and. That's so much pressure and flunking out of that situation is like the worst you can do. And doing it before that when nobody sees you, it's easier. It's yeah, just easier. Uh -huh. But I will, I do say I ended up loving, I actually didn't know that until the day of our wedding. And it was the day of our wedding that yeah, somebody told me never... we have to do these things first. Mm -hmm. I was like, but then he's going to see me. And for me, it just didn't click. I'm like, that's it's weird. We, we never, we never talked about we that. Never we never thought about we never, I mean, we also didn't have that much time, but we never thought about how is the tradition here yeah. or what I, what we do. For me, it's just normal. Yeah. So you weren't that curious, Danielle. No, I was curious because people told me about <laughs> the other traditions. I knew them, but that I'm one kidding. just never came up. Yeah. But yeah, I ended up loving it. I thought that was really sweet, actually. I mean, I think one of the biggest parts is just having fun mm -hmm. of each other um, because... In the end, you're in a relationship. You want to be happy. Um, we also did a super interesting episode on being happy in a relationship. Um, so, and I don't know. There are so many obstacles and so many difficulties in like being in a relationship with a partner who doesn't speak your language or who is learning your language that it's most of the time just the better choice to just laugh about it, to just mm -hmm. have fun together, explore exactly that. And I think what also is super cool is, I mean, you're 
in a relationship with someone that doesn't speak your language and you might have moved somewhere or the other way, they moved to you. And that alone shows so much dedication mm -hmm. and and commitment for the relationship, which you should remind yourself of. Yeah, I think it's important not to take that for granted. Because oh, when, I you, think so. when you get in these fights... You should totally take it for granted. <laughs> when you get in fights with each other, a lot of times it's easy to... At least I think in the beginning, or if it's a really big fight, you can you can get so upset with the other person yeah, yeah. where you forget, okay, like sometimes you think like, oh, this person must not love me as much as they say they do if they're talking to me like this or yeah. this kind of fights happens, you know, those thoughts that come into our heads. But I think it's important to remember the sacrifice that you made, the sacrifice that your partner made in order to make the relationship happen because in the long distance situations or like our situation where one of us moved to another country clearly that person wants to be there otherwise they wouldn't have done that like that's yeah. a really big thing to do yeah for something they don't care about so i think it's important to remember that they do care about it and it's just a fight and it's better to just try to right. resolve it figure out the misunderstandings right. that were there yeah and one last thing I want to say is that um, it's also important. This goes along with communication, I think. But if if there's some sort of misunderstanding, say your partner says something to you and your immediate reaction is to or immediate thought is to get mad at that. You want to react in an angry way because it upset you. Then you're right. <laughs> no. I think the best oh. thing to do is to either take a second to think about it. What could they have really meant by that? Or just ask them. Because even if you're in the middle of a fight, I think yeah. it's okay to yeah. get clarification and say, what did you mean by that? Because it came off wrong to me or it came off this way to me. Did, is that how you meant it? Yeah. Because that could potentially reduce the risk of the fight blowing up into something it doesn't need to be yeah. by adding another misunderstanding on top of it. Yeah. So I think it's important to communicate those things with each other before you react to them. Yeah. And don't hold grudges. Don't hold grudges, but I think that's true for any relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Un unless you're with a witch, then I would hold crutches. <laughs> or with a disabled person, because they can't maybe walk without crutches. Crutches. Yeah, that's what I said. And grudges. Oh, it's also different things. <laughs> See? Another language barrier thing, guys. And we come full circle. <laughs> uh, but no, that's it. That's it. Thanks for listening, everybody. And if you like the episode or other episodes, please share them. Please subscribe to us on anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Spotify, including Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Stitcher, Anchor. whatever. Anchor. Um, and again, you can always leave us a voice message on anchor.com. Nah. Nah. Anchor.fm slash translating dash love. Um, you can leave us a voice message there and we can feature it on an episode. Right. So please do that. Ask us a question. Just leave us a little, I don't know, review or remark or whatever you want to say. And you might be featured on the podcast. Yeah. Other than that, we hear each other next week. You hear us next week. Yeah. I mean, we pretend to hear you. What did you say? Thank you. You have a nice day too, sir. Oh, you think our podcast is the best podcast in the world? It's so nice. There's a lot of podcasts out Wait, there. Wait, what? That's really nice. I should talk more. Yeah, it's true. I really should talk more. Wait, what? 
oh, you want an episode or two with just me and he needs to leave. Okay. Yeah, no, I mean, no. he's, he's the co-host anyway, so. You are the co-host. <laughs> no, you're the co-co-host. Who's the co-host? You? No, the, Are you host and co-host no, and I'm co-co-host? No, you're co-co-host and the Co-co-host the sounds like a dessert. Co-co-host, that's true. Uh, it's done. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. 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 Goodbye.